0: Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Weekend Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. So good to have you along again today. Thanks for joining me. I uh, want to start out the Wayfarer Weekend Podcast by introducing you to a new friend, Rule Sample at the Pastor's Voice Podcast. Rule uh, interviews people from around the nation talking about different things that affect. The local church, and I'll just let him introduce himself.
1: Here you go. Here's Rule. Welcome to The Pastor's Voice. I am your host, Rule Sample. I am talking to pastors and Christian leaders about the issues of the day that impact their ministries and the people they serve. I believe that pastors play a powerful role in the lives of their congregations. Our people are faced with questions on faith and practice every day. They have been given a lot of Bible knowledge, but we can do a better job in helping them apply that knowledge to the challenges they see on the news and in their families. Just how should Christians respond to gun violence and protests, immigration issues, differences with political figures, gender identity, education challenges, and there are so many more. We are to be salt and light to this world. Let's teach our congregations how to do that. I invite you to listen to the Pastor's Voice podcast at www.thepastorsvoice.net or on any of your favorite podcast networks.
0: Thanks to Rule Sample for having me as a guest on his latest podcast. I had a fantastic time. I mean, we could have talked, I think, for hours. In fact, we talked for I think about twenty minutes, maybe almost thirty minutes before he even began hitting the record button, and <laughs> and so I look forward to getting back with him and continuing the conversation. We talked about chapter a day, but about so much more, and again, just had a fantastic time. P- please be sure to check out The Pastor's Voice on your favorite podcast platform or on the web. You can listen at thepastorsvoice.net. All right, what's going on? Our chapter a day journey just wrapped up. Our series on lamentations for anyone for whom this Christmas will be a blue Christmas because of loss or sickness or grief. Just trying to give some permission. You know, sometimes our life journey does not coincide with the sentimentality of (laughs) of what's expected of us at the holidays. And that's okay. So just trying to give some permission for that. Starting this next Monday... I'm excited to end 2021 and begin 2022 with a three-week series of the top 15 chapter-a-day posts from the last 16 years. You know, I started this chapter-a-day blogging journey in March of 2006, and then started the podcast just about a year and a half ago, and so there are a lot of chapter-a-day posts from... Years gone by that have uh, been pretty popular. So I just thought it might be fun to have a countdown. We're going to do the top 15 posts from the last 16 years. So join us for that over the next three weeks. Messages. For those in the Pella and surrounding area, you can always check out the upcoming messages page at TomVanderol.com. I will be in the auditorium. At Third Church on January sixteenth, the the schedule is still coming together. So be sure and check back to see any subsequent dates that are on the calendar. And you can watch online at the Third Church YouTube channel, or go to TomVanderl.com, Click on the messages page at the top, and I try and keep an archive of all my messages there. So today on the Wayfarer Weekend podcast, I'm kind of doing a kind of an end-of-year wrap-up and hearkening back to a podcast that I did at the beginning of the year where I talked about one word. Now, here's the thing that I wanted to, to start off with. Aristotle famously said that the unexamined life is not worth living. And I have found as a follower of Jesus that it's important to continually be examining my own life. Introspection is a good thing. And I find that there are a lot of folks, a lot of followers of Jesus, who really don't give much thought to their own lives, where they're at, where they're going, where they've been. Sometimes it's because we want to avoid conflict. Sometimes uh, it's just because we've got so many things going on in our life and we kind of compartmentalize our faith to a little corner that happens on maybe Sunday mornings when we go to church or, or what have you. But I have found in my own spiritual journey that introspection actually takes the form of different layers So I've been on this chapter a day journey for many, many years. And in fact, before it ever became, you know, more formalized in my blog and podcast and my chapter a day journey with my buddy, Kevin, I mean, I've been doing quiet times for basically for 40 years. And that is basically a daily and it's more of a devotional kind of reading. So I just... Sit there in the quiet every morning. I read one chapter and I just think about what lifts off the page for me. Where am I at right now, today, this day? And what did I just read in this one chapter that intersected with where I'm at and what I'm thinking about? That's called devotional reading. I'm not getting deep into it, I'm not spending a lot of time studying it. I'm going to let it go after this day, because the next day is going to come around. Um, It's just for that moment of time. But that's an important introspective discipline that I've created, because basically what I'm doing is starting every day. And by the way, if you're not a morning person, it could be a late night type discipline. Or if you find time in the middle of the day, it could be a middle of the day type discipline. Just because I'm a morning person, doesn't mean that it always has to be done in the morning, but it is a daily touchpoint where I I just take a moment to reflect, to think about, where am I at? What's going on this day? What's going on in my life? I intersect with with the great story just for one chapter and say, "What, what is there in this for me? And then that sort of gives me some focus for that day. But then there's another layer, which is more of a weekly and monthly thing. And that really weaves more around my weekly local gathering of Jesus followers, the worship on Sunday morning, the, the messages. So because I am often a teacher, and if I'm not a teacher, I'm working with the other teachers, and we're usually doing a series, we just finished one series on Ecclesiastes, we're now in Advent, and then at the beginning of the year we're going to go into a 16-week series on the Gospel of Mark, going to take one chapter every week. And with that, instead of it just being for one day, now I am spending more time. There's more depth to it. I am, because I'm teaching on it, I am digging in to The message. I am digging into the text. I am reading, studying, getting a little bit deeper into the whole thing because I have to communicate it. So that's just a different layer. I've got my chapter a day and then I've got my weekly series. I might be listening to a message on Sunday and thinking about how does this affect me this week, but I also might be working on a message. And so I'm thinking about what is this? How does this fit into the whole of the entire 16 weeks? So now I'm expanding the time frame here, and it's a different intersection and it's a different depth. But then there's another layer that I've been doing, and Wendy's been doing, and a lot of friends and loved ones have been doing for several years. And it's more of an annual thing, and it's called just the one word. The idea is very simple. You, you basically take one word and you focus on that word for the year. And I did a podcast at the beginning of this year where I talked about my word for 2021, which was enough. That was my word. So why do I do that? What's this this other layer about? Well, here's what I found. I mean, there's nothing magical. There's nothing mystical. There's nothing even scriptural um, about one word. It's more of a simple device that adds a different layer of thought, of introspection, of questioning, of digging into life, of continuing that conversation with life like my friend Matthew would say. Here's what I found. It creates focus, number one. So I have something that I'm focused on. This year, my word was enough. So I was thinking about enough. In fact, I had uh, a custom bracelet made with the word enough that I wear on my right wrist. And it reminds me all the time about enough. I, on my daily planner, enough is the theme of the year. So there's a couple things that I put on my daily planner at the top every single day that I'm writing in it. One is the number of days that I've been alive. Teach me, Lord, to number my days. I've talked about that before. Number two, I have the habit that I'm working on that I'm trying to instill in my own life. And then number three is the theme. And this year the theme has been enough. So I write it down. I think about it. So it creates this focus around which to have some thought and introspection. But it also provides direction. So if I am going to focus my thought around this one word enough. How am I going to do that? What do I do? Well, one of the things that I do is I look it up. I go to BibleGateway.com, a free website, and I plug the word enough into the search engine. And I look through all of the verses in the great story that talk about enough. I look up what the Greek and the Hebrew words that get translated for enough. I dig into it that way. It kind of gives me some direction. All right. So, what does that say? What are the messages within the great story around the word enough? And what does that have to say to me? I do a topical study on enough. I think about are there books about it? Are there titles that I want to look at. And I'm open to wherever this journey might take me as I dig into the idea of enough. I journal about it. So in some mornings I get up and I just open my journal and I just start writing. And there have been days that I start writing about enough. Why did I choose this word? What is the what is it that it's teaching me? What are the things that I'm questioning about it? What have I learned thus far what are the things that I still need to poke into so I journal about it and then I process with with friends and with loved ones in the same way and it provides sort of some fodder for conversation what am I learning what am I seeking what am I finding so there are a couple of things with enough that we're pretty instrumental this year as I unpack what have I learned and where has it brought me because there's kind of three different layers of enough. One of them is the, the idea that, okay, enough is enough. When there's re- something really, it's time to stop this craziness. It's time to stop this bad habit. It's time to deal with whatever this is that's been plaguing you. So that's one layer of enough. And I found myself thinking about things that have been going on for some time. And just significantly here, even in the last month, there has been some relational stuff that goes back almost 40 years and has just continued to be a source of, of, yeah, just disquiet in my spirit has created anxiety in me, some relational things with one person in particular who's no longer living. So I can't really go back to that person and deal with it. And so it just even a couple weeks ago, I went on a personal retreat with the with my good friend and we just spent some time unpacking because I had gotten to a point where it's like, you know what? Some of the unreconciled pieces of this relationship are continuing to have negative effects on me, on my thoughts, on my spirit. And it's time to just process it and get past it, enough of this. And I also think about that in terms of repentance. So the word repentance comes from a Greek word that literally means to turn and move in the opposite direction. So when Jesus called people to repent, he's like going, look, you've been going this one direction, and it's not been healthy for you. It has not brought good things into your life. So when he said, repent, and be baptized he was saying it's time to turn a different direction enough have you ever been there my friend where it's like going okay it's yeah enough is enough i have been doing this long enough it's not been good for me it is time for a change so the idea of repentance the idea of finally dealing with stuff that's been plaguing me that's been one of the layers that Enough has taught me this year. The other layer is really about contentment. And there are some really great passages in the great story about contentment. One of my life verses is First Thessalonians 4.11. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your hands so that your daily life might be an example for others. And so that you won't be dependent on anyone. So there is a thing, there's a contentment there to lead a quiet life to, hey, how much is enough How much stimulation do I need? How much entertainment do I need? How much stuff do I need? There's a point at which I have enough. So even Paul, who was one of the great leaders of the early followers of Jesus, he once said, you know, I've learned the secret of being content in any circumstance. I know what it's like to have a lot. I have experienced being wealthy and affluent and having far more than I need. But he's also experienced being shipwrecked and adrift at sea and having nothing and being penniless and being beaten and being left for dead. And he says, in any circumstance... I've learned to be content, whether I have plenty or very little. So that's been a whole layer of enough that I focused on this year. The idea of being content, no matter what the circumstances. And that plugs into the the chain reaction of praise, which I've written about and, and talked about on many, many different occasions. Just finding within myself... The ability, whether it's at a given moment, a given day, a given week, a given season, to just say, wherever I'm at, I'm just going to be content. I have enough. And that leads to the third layer that I've really focused on this year, which is the idea of sufficiency. So I'm an Enneagram 4. And Enneagram 4s are Typically, we, we tend to brood a little bit. We're pessimistic. We tend to uh, love to sit in melancholy. And and so there is a piece of my Enneagram Type 4-ness that always feels like I'm not enough. And that, by the way, is the core pain of the Enneagram Type 4. Not enough. That's the childhood message. And what's really funny is that when I was uh, getting my certification as an Enneagram coach, and I was really digging in and learning about the childhood messages that come with each Enneagram type. Because 20 years ago, I was doing therapy. And one of the questions he asked me was, what's your core pain if you had to label it and say hello my name is and say your core pain what would what would they say the name is and after thinking and meditating on it for a while I came up with not enough and then as I am working on my coursework for becoming an Enneagram coach I learned that the childhood message of the Enneagram 4 is not enough Guess I nailed it. (laughs) There's no question about what type I am. And so as I was processing that this year, it made me realize that as a four, I have to lean into the fact that Christ is enough. What Christ has done for me is enough. His love for me, his sacrifice for me, what he wants to bless me with, it's all Enough. And that's really important for me as an Enneagram type four to understand that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am blessed in the spiritual realms with every blessing that is in Christ, that there is nothing that is not enough in me that would get between Christ's love for me his sacrifice for me, his his desire to be in relationship with me, and that I am enough for God to love and to bless, to adopt, to make me a co-heir with Christ, to bring me into the family. And one of the things that I have been discovering over the last several years, many years, actually, but it just brought it back home. And it was a good reminder for me this year that I need to continually affirm myself. I need those promises. I need those assurances from God's word. I need to be reminded on a regular basis, on a daily basis, of the truth of what God's promises in his word are for me. So I've got a a whole number of them, of affirmations. They're just things that they are truths from Scripture, promises from Scripture, assurances from Scripture uh, that I remind myself of all the time. And so that's one of the habits that I've tried to continually improve consistency in is going through my affirmations on a daily basis, reminding me of those things. Because if I don't, then... I begin to spiral down into my old thinking patterns of being not enough and being uh, unforgivable and being unlovable and waxing pessimistic about where I stand in God's heart and mind. So those are some of the things that I've been thinking about this year, things that I've been digging into and poking into as I have focused on this one word, Enough. If you have never done that, again, there's nothing magical or mystical um, or obedient about it. It's just a device. But I found it to be really helpful. And if it can be helpful for you, then I might just begin thinking about, praying about, being open to one word that in the year 2022 could be your focus could be a layer of introspection for you to dig into and to think about, to focus on as a topic and figure out how it intersects with you, your life, your relationships, your relationship with yourself, your past, even your spiritual walk, whatever that looks like. I know what my new word is for next year. And I'm going to leave it there, and I will come back to that and share that with you in a subsequent podcast. Please feel free to share this podcast or any chapter day post or podcast with anyone, anywhere. It's free. <laughs> throwing it out there for anybody that it could be helpful to. I am going to be on a hiatus for the next three weeks, which is why we're posting our top 15 chapter day posts from the last 16 years, Monday through Friday, the next three weeks. And then I'll get back on the 9th of January and we will dig back into our chapter a day journey for 2022. And no matter where you find yourself on this road of life, my friend, and in your own spiritual journey. I'd like to bless you, and I will hope you'll receive it. May the road rise up to greet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. May the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.